Hello, my high vibe tribe. Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Podcast with your hosts, myself, Justin Polgar, and Danny Katz. We're here to explore the awesomeness of consciousness, and we're going to do it alongside with you. Deep inquiries, lots of fun conversation. We're going to keep it light, but we're not afraid to go deep. This is our soft launch here, so let us know what you think. This is an intersection of quantum languaging and yesology, meaning what is going on behind our words and through our words, and how are we framing our life to juice the most out of it? How do we get the best outcomes by being present in this moment? So without further ado, welcome to our first episode, the soft launch of the Conscious Awesome Podcast. Let's drop right in. Yes, 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 we are back. We've never left. We never left. Leaving and coming, these are, uh, these are contrary to non-dualist, non-dualist beliefs. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, humans and creatures of all sizes, welcome to Conscious Awesome. It's our job here to raise your consciousness. It's our job here to inspire you to vibrate just a wee bit higher. If you're coming here at a 5, I want to take you to a 10 or 11. If you're coming here at a 10, I want to take you to an 11, 12. I mean, I just want to I want to offer that. In our conversation, we're going to do our best as we normally do, my co-host Danny Katz and myself, Justin Polgar. When we're in our conversations, we like to be using the superhero power of being a community connector and being in community to um, to keep us accountable and to raise each other's consciousness. And now let's all raise our consciousness together. Let's raise our consciousness. <laughs> preach, brother, preach. Welcome back to episode number six. Six, the magic six. The What's space ma- man's life's work. Tell me, um, and we know what that's about. Yes. So in the Gene Keys transmission, which delineates each of the 64 DNA codons as a pathway to enlightenment, the sixth Gene Key is the city of peace. And that is our little spaceman's life's work in the Gene Key system. He is a teacher of peace. Peace is active. I've been having a lot of conversations about peace. Thank you, DK, for that Gene Keys drop. The Gene Keys drop. Uh, Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about peace. It's been coming up a lot in my vision, in my ears, um, in looking in my son's eyeballs. And uh, I've been in a couple conversations about peace and how it's an active. It's an active thing. The, The opposite of peace is is not like war or hate or anything like that. Peace is, it's an accord, it's a pact. There's a uh, an agreement that's an active agreement in order to uh, hold and cultivate. It does take, it takes an element of, of effort. It takes an element of, maybe not effort, really more I, I want to say it takes an element of conscious acknowledgement. Yeah, I really like this. Um, do you find because when you when you did say effort, and I was envisioning it as pieces in as a verb as something that we uh, for well, I guess takes effort to do. 
that's my experience of it. For you, is it effortless? Is it a different experience? Sometimes peace is feels like the natural resonant state of an environment. Mm -hmm. There's less effort, seeming effort, in that particular arrangement. In other in other arrangements, uh, in other arrangements or other confrontations, even um, or agreements that are being put together, when 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 there is a little bit of discord, there's an opportunity to find a bridge. There's a lot of juice. There's a lot of gem in the in the activity of peace, because it's essentially bringing light to the dark. And if we want to take it into a non-dual state. As you were saying that, what the, uh, it's interesting how I bristle at non-dual. We could, we'll bookmark that. Cause I know we opened that conversation the other day, day just at invoking what isn't. And um, when we were talking about peace, I was thinking, of instances re recently where I feel like peace is my natural state and noticing moving through the world where that state is challenged by others, whatever, um, projections or leaks or whatnot. And then it's a matter of maintaining the peace and invoking it and radiating it such that others can meet us there versus being taken into their space. Boundaries. I'm hearing the word boundaries in between the words that you're saying. And I invite a lens tip. Lens tip. So, uh, and I think I've brought this up before when I was uh, a, a wee lad, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I had this epiphany riding my bike about how everybody loves me and they just show it in different ways. Mm. And that changed <laughs> my safety my internal safety valve of me feeling safe wherever I am. Uh, it really got a, a lot of permission in that, which was a beautiful gift to myself or through myself. Uh, and I think what inspired that? Like, did something happen or did it just drop in? I, I think the thing that happened was just junior high. You know, I think <laughs> there, there's a confusion, there's hormones, there's all these these egos evolving and pushing up and there's crushes and there's betrayals and there's cheating of like, you know, I say cheating, not like in, in like partnership. I mean, even just like people pressuring you to, um, you know, share homework or whatnot, what, like all of those dynamics that are so stereotypical to junior high, that's the happening that happened. And in my quest to understand it, and to understand my space and my place in it, and how I could be a, of service to my fellow being, and maybe wouldn't use those words, but I was just open to solution. Mm. I wasn't jumping to some, this is how it is. I don't really, th this may be how the cookie crumbles, but would that cookie crumble, you can do a lot. You can take some coconut oil and stick it back together and put it in the fridge. Anyway. The open to solutions mindset is such a good one. Lens tip. Total lens great, tip. Yeah, great lens. It's interesting. We, I see these as different glasses. I'm wearing my pink color therapy classes, glasses right now. It'd be great Love to that. have these like conceptual abstract lenses. As we have, do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that that is my that's my experience. I think we don't we don't always consciously put our lenses on. Sometimes we just realize we have a specific lens. That right. would be a fun exercise to uh, 
to consciously put a specific lens on in the morning. Like actually like look in the mirror or you know, you have to be looking in the mirror. You could just wake up and think about the energy of the day. Maybe even want to line it up with some type of astrology or Mayan galactic signature. You you can you can line it up with whatever lens, love, peace, partnership, forgiveness, whatever. And then you you put those glasses on, you slide them in, you know, over your ears so they tuck in nice and the rims are just framing your eyes beautifully and accentuating your cheekbones. And then uh, and then you open your eyes into the day with that lens. That'd be a fun exercise. Well, I, I, I feel like because I'm still doing the first word yes as my morning practice since yes. we first talked about it. Exactly. Um, and that's a great way to do it if it's like magic abundance, connection, like whatever in the word, in addition to the super fly specs. Oh, I mean, just hearing that, just hearing that is creating spaciousness. And I, and in that spaciousness, I just realized that there's a shelf that I can plug into or, or, you know, put, put something up on the shelf, which is where we were a few minutes ago with peace being efforted. I think this, I see this lens philosophy as adding to that conversation, having the lens of peace and even to add to, to link that to my everybody loves me stories. Everyone is exhibiting peace. Everyone is manifesting peace. And if I don't see that with my prior lens, then I'm, I can either expand the perspective in, in all time and space. I can, and that will probably lead to being able to see people's wounds or reactions or something that's like a heal it like a healer's technique would be to expand the space, kind of enter a space of, of instant forgiveness so that you can see the person in a, in a less judged space. Mm. And then seeing that those activities, whatever they may be, even if outwardly they don't look like peace, do fit into a larger narrative within the lens. Mm. And when you say larger narrative, like how macro are you going with that? I think just beyond the veil of the senses, not too deep in, just beyond the veil of the senses. Like I'm just checking in, creating a boundary of what my reality, I'm, what the reality is I'm choosing to see. It doesn't even have to be a permanent, you know, engagement. It can just be a, an acknowledgement and then a let go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I know I've had experiences where my perception immediately is that someone's being a fucking dick or an asshole or fill in the blank, like just real nasty. And my initial impulse might be anger, rage, might be disgust, disappointment. And then to just take a, a conscious moment and, and just see that person in their either woundedness or maybe see the truth of what they're saying in myself really to just project a, a new lens and a new kind of gift wrap around the whole of my reality that I'm conceptualizing in the moment and that acknowledging that that fits in in perfection. And in that practice, which you are so deft at. Thank you. Master, truly. Um, are you still registering the hurt of the 
assault or the affront or the fragmentation? Like, is that entering your body? Is that something that takes any sort of like processing, letting go, acknowledging? Mm, the act of of that that lens shift has within it embedded forgiveness. So I, I think in order to really forgive something, you can't just, it's not a spiritual bypass. Mm. It's, you know, there's not, it's not like, oh, well, let's pretend it didn't happen. It's that it happened. I had a sensation. That sensation then tripped off my conscious vision to go, oh, yes. Okay, now I've entered the forgiveness phase. And then that's kind of the release valve for it. So there's a processing in it um, because right. I'm, I have to acknowledge it in order to get a really juicy forgiveness space. Right. So the, the act of, of that is transmuting it because you're yeah. really doing it in an integrated way. You're not like skipping over. There's an alchemy to it. That is Social awesome. alchemy. Do you feel it any place in your body? Does that have like a spot? That's a good, that's a good entry point. It changes, but it definitely, it depends on the, on the content. Do you know what, like the mechanism in you that's doing the transmuting is that aligned with any specific chakra or place? It seems to be rising up through. Okay. Uh, actually, no, it sometimes like it goes. It feels like will. Of course, because you are choosing 100% of the, of the way through this process. You're choosing your reality. You're crafting your reality for like the kindest, most compassionate, most peaceful. So that feels like that's generated through the will because you are actively doing that with agency. Uh-ho. Uh, yes. By will alone, I set my mind in motion. Right use of will is just such an awesome gift to our species. It's amazing to me that some of the the gift givers... Um, and when I when I picture when I when I use another lens, which is the the seeding reality or being, you know, entering an innovative state of the world that I want to create, mm -hmm. that you are creating, that I am creating by virtue of visualizing it um, or, or sensing into it, that uh, that seeding of the reality that that place of projecting in I, I really want the best case scenario that i can i can conjure in the moment and it's not a later thing right that the experience of that future is happening now mm -hmm. there's there's not actually a delay in that um i had a, well, i had a train of thought there for a second but it it left the station well, it emerges as, as we, we connect with its vibration. So that's what we're doing when we're envisioning it or, in lang or languaging it here now. So it's connecting with that frequency. The one thing that popped into my mind with the, the way that reality has shifted, um, like I need a haircut. And I love getting my hair cut at like friends' apartments versus a salon. Like that's my preferred way of doing it. There's an intimacy and it's chill and it's, I like my money going into the hands of the people 
doing the service directly. That's always my preferred way. And I'm experiencing more of that. Like I got leads and like a bunch of people have offered to come to my place. So one of the best possible solutions I'm seeing is more like human to human, um, like grassroots engagement, which like feels young. I love that. Yeah, I think that's part of the seated. I, I see that as a part of the seated reality as far as exchange and economy. I see that as, you know, it's it's an integral piece of the communal le- living mm-hmm. space. And, you know, I, th- I think in, in a lot of ways, I just, it's funny because I'll say, well, that's the dream. And whoever I'm talking to, you know, most people that at least that I speak with have this idea, this vision of living in community in regenerative community where, you know, food is grown and there's connection to be bred and there's evolution and people learning together and relating. And, and, and I'll, we'll, we'll speak about something like that. Maybe the conversation goes a couple minutes, maybe it goes an hour. And then I'll say, well, that's the dream. And the other person kind of pretty much every time says, yeah, totally. And, and, uh, I know that my dream that I just pictured is different than the one that they just pictured. You know, there's there's an interesting kind of the shared reality piece is going to get strengthened by the human to human interactions, because while while you're getting your hair cut in this intimate space, you guys may be having a conversation in one in one dimension. And then you're you're having a whole different conversation in the actual in the in the cutting of the hair energetically what's being let go. You have this Sherpa shaman hairdresser that's kind of helping transmute certain things moving Mm -hmm. through into a new space then you have your guides that are having a conversation that knew that you two would be connecting so that they would also be able to exchange some to have to have an exchange there's so many levels to this Mm -hmm. that gets strengthened and only gets strengthened by more connection and more um what did i learned a term earlier today that uh when i went on a hike uh with my buddy omri and he's been working on social engagement is what he called it. Mm. Social engagement as a, a multifaceted uh, template for, for the body where, where there are different layers of, of um, not consciousness, but there's different layers of the biotechnology of the body, uh, not just uh, sympathetic and parasympathetic. But there are additional layers to that. It's not a dichotomy. It's not either or. It's not fight or flight or, you know, autonomous. You know, there's, there is consciousness because we have a prefrontal lobe. We have, we have creation and learning and curiosity and connection built into this mam- mammalian. This is a mammalian feature. And, and the, the social engagement, the touch, the, the, that connection is is what that particular part of the body thrives on. That's how you feed it. Well, That's which how we feed it. particular part of the body? The uh, the, mama- the the prefrontal lobe. It's like uh, if we're at the base of the skull, we have these autonomous experiences that are about you know breathing, um, digesting you know, eliminating like the, the very base level features of an organism. Got it. Then you have the parasympathetic 
Well, no, then you have the, I think the sympathetic. I always, I, I sometimes get these things. I used to get these things confused. The, the next one I think is the sympathetic system, which is fight or flight, which is very reaction oriented. And that is the kind of more of a reptilian, that's more of a reptilian uh, layer that's going on that we've evolved through. And then as a mammal, we have uh, the prefrontal lobe, which has critical thinking and creativity engaged. And so it, it would behoove us if and if and when we are sitting at the edge of our evolution to be expanding that frontier. And it seems that that frontier of the prefrontal lobe and of the mammalian uh, path of evolution would be, um, you know, is, is social engagement and is the type of engagement that's not solely, uh, it's not, uh, it's not autonomous. It's, it's, it takes, uh, it takes will to activate. So how is your friend socially engaging? Um, well, he has a whole, you know, he is a, uh, a healer and he works, uh, a lot with energy. He's a trained chiropractor. He can, he does manipulations, but he'll also, um, you know, work mostly on unwinding and untangling, untangling different parts of the nervous system. And then there's different, you know, there are different facets of the nervous system. I, I, I when I was speaking to him today, I was like, oh, let's get him on the podcast. We'll have him as a guest and he can awesome. go deep dive into this and speak about the the different places in the body that the nervous system activates, like the Got facial it. features, right? Mm -hmm. Fa uh, the whole nervous system that animates the face and that allows the face to receive information from body language, from input with the senses that are nervous system activated and around the face. And then there's the heart and the feeling, you know, there's like in the chest, there's a different part of the nervous system. And then all of these are, are, are connecting and, and conversating in ways that science has not acknowledged. There, there's elements of the biology of belief, the Bruce Lipton. Uh, it's kind of like taking that anchor and then building upon it for what the evolution of Homo sapien means. It's very exciting. It's a program. Cool. Yeah, I think he's okay. teaching it. He's teaching it. So I said, this is a great time, you know, especially because the, uh, the, the people have become familiar with this term social distancing. I think because we live in this um, dichotomy, this, this culture of polarity, there's going to be a natural draw, draw you know, you're, we're going to be drawn to the opposite of social distancing, which is not social connection necessarily. It's more like social engagement, like to actually engage with mm. how you are being social. It's fascinating to me. I was, I was like a, a great way to expand my mind and get some more wrinkles on my brain. Um, like as the sun was coming up this morning on a hike. Beautiful way to do the morning. I really like that because yes. obviously, like clearly socializing is going through a change that is happening. True. Um, so I like bringing the intention to engagement with a deeper, more multidimensional, like lens and study. That's that's like what great service for us right now. That's so cool. Agreed. Totally. Totally. There's awesome. an, there's a, there are these formats for emotional intelligence. 
there are these upgrades, these levels, these, you know, when, when we were speaking earlier about, um, about the seated reality and communal living and, and the kinds of things that we envision as the dream and as, as, as evolutionary steps to what we want to create and what we are creating, there's that, there's the space of education. And I think that quantum languaging is a very key place of that. We evolve through these, through these things. Uh, And there are, there's innovation, there's budding of consciousness, there's waking up, not woke, but waking up actively. Mm, Absolutely. And, um, and, and in that way, there are different templates that we're going to put into our education that we are adding to our layer of what it means to be an educated human. And what I was speaking to is the emotional intelligence and quantum languaging and right use of language. It's such a powerful tool. It's really key. Um, And that's... Oh, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for trumpeting it. I thank you for trumpeting and and, uh, heralding the coming of quantum languaging. Well, thank you for, you know, playing in these waters with me. Um, Always. It's interesting because when you were just, I hadn't heard that before because we had, we had talked about doing a show on woke and I think we abandoned it mid midway. It just wasn't flowing. And when you said waking up, not woke, like that particular polarity, like totally dropped in how woke and that identifier hashtag, all the ways that it's used, misused is enslavement because it's putting a nail in it as though it stops, right? Versus the, versus the act of waking up and and a, a continued infinite unfolding. And there's a leaning into the mystery. It's not, we don't, we don't arrive at, at some destination. No. Um, not, at least not in this consciousness. No, and there's a humility in 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 waking up versus woke. I'm just having like all these downloads on the toxicity in that word that that your framing just dropped in. Yeah, there. I th- I think now more than ever, it is a great time to acknowledge that we don't know what the fuck is going on, and it's okay, yeah. Yeah. and creating from the blank canvas or at least from from the vantage point of what we have known and what we deeply desire. You know what I think is beautiful about, what is so beautiful about this time is like, I'm offering these um, 20 minute sessions for 20 bucks coaching sessions. And they're really fun because just bringing in lots of interesting people. And so many people are like up, they're feeling inner conflict because they want to do something. They want to problem solve. They want to figure it out. They want to fix it. And we don't have enough information. It's just started. There's not, all we can do is be in the yin. All we can do is be in the feminine, the whole planet at the same time. That's so lovely. It's a very powerful creation space. Yeah. And actually super necessary before we penetrate new beginnings. Absolutely. It's such prime, just like be in the pause. Just a veil. Like, trust is the only option that feels harmonic. 
trust is the only option that feels harmonic. Yeah, I'm going to sit with that one. I know, I'm sitting with it as well. It definitely has has more har harmonic. I I'll mean, the, the mystery un unfolding is so much grander than the... Um, it's so much grander when we're in trust. It, the, the beauty of the patterns, we're trained to see patterns. Our biology d is deeply looking for patterns. And uh, being in the trust of the mystery and not, you know, uh, more so allowing those connections to present themselves as opposed to narrowing the focus for a specific outcome, there, you know, that, that there, that's the yin and the yang. You know, right now it's time for. I'm hearing that it's time for, I'm sensing it's time for more yin, not jumping to a conclusion. A million percent. I mean, I shouldn't, no one can jump to a conclusion right now. We, there, I, I don't think anyone knows what's going on. No. No. Um, so as you were speaking to being able to enjoy the mystery more in trust, it's just like, you have your faculties are all available. You're not spinning your wheels, like wasting energy, freaking out, trying to fix it. Worst case scenarios, future projecting, you know, like it's like when you go to a movie, you just like sit back and you like allow yourself to enjoy the ride. That just feels like what we're being invited to do. That's my um, preferred method of engagement right now. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> Grab I mean, your popcorn, sit back, and oh, you know, you yeah. don't actually don't hold on. Sit back, let go. It's such a obviously don't be. Moment. It's not to say, and I want to be really clear about this: let go does not mean don't care. It doesn't mean don't be responsible. It means take responsibility, and act from a place of not knowing. There's a difference there. It's not just, oh, well, you could just follow the current. It's actually not so much of a following of the current. That would be a dangerous place to go these days. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're talking about, we're talking more so about following your current. Swim in your own lane. A thousand percent. And I feel like it takes all of the faculties available to maintain our focus on our own lane and to be in um, a deep listening. So that is the yin. Coming back to the yin. My, uh, my lovely mystic father-in-law, mm. bless his life. Oh, Natan. Natan. He, he was fond of saying, know the yin but, and know the yang, but live in the yin. Mm. And that's, I come back to that all the time. Know the yang, but live in the yin. It's mm. good. There's a nice balance yeah. in that. My nervous system really likes that. Anything that your nervous system likes? I commend and I, I invite more of. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of work for everyone to do here. Um, as you're listening to this, no matter when you listen to it, there's always a time and a thing and a, 
there's something happening. <laughs> there's always something happening. And and engaging it uh, with this yin-yang balance and with the lens of um, the active lens of peace. So this is a fun, this is a fun space to be in. And it's, it's so much innovation happening yeah. so much. Yeah. I think one of my favorite uh, things I keep coming back to, um, which is a little bit poignant for these times, uh, is that when Shakespeare was quarantined for the plague, he wrote King Lear. At least, I don't know if that's true. I haven't fact checked that or anything, but I like it. I like the idea of the flower blossoming through the crack in the cement. You know, it's that the old is cracking. The old is crumbling. There's space being created. There are voids blossoming, truly. And what is going to be beautified in that space? What is going to come into that space to... um, What's the creativity and innovation that's going to come through? And I, I'm trusting that you and me and all of our listeners are all tuned in to that, to that inquiry. It's so fertile. How can I be of service? What's my innovation? Yeah, there's art, art, my fabulous question, art being created. When I've been in meditation, I've been doing so many interesting meditations. My questions are, how can I serve? Um, show me the highest octave and bring that, you know, attune me to that vibration and to harmonize, you know, I radiate harmony. I anchor harmony and that's been really helpful. And as far as this being such a fecund fertile time, because everything emerges from the unknown and the fact that the collective is together in this unknown is super cool opportunity. And on the creativity front, I've been writing a ton every day and I've had a project that I've been excited about for a while. And there are days where I'm like writing for six hours at a time because something else is emerging. I don't even know what it is. And it's a really fun time to be attuning to the muses and being of service to them and their messages from a writing standpoint. So I'm stoked on the King Lear. There's a responsibility here. You have a responsibility to tune into your artistic brilliance. Yeah. And what a gift. Like, what a privilege to have the time, the space, no, this is an the uninterruptedness. Writer's dream. Hallelujah. Yay. Hallelujah. Oh. I'm really feeling the, the vibe. I'm feeling the yes. I'm feeling like I'm in a higher state than I was when we started this conversation. I hope that's true for you. I am trusting. I'm actually, I can tell that it's true for you. I can tell that it's true for all of the ears this is vibrating in. I'm actually getting good juju from that right now. Thank you. Oh, it's such the Ouroboros. Like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I can feel it as our listeners feel it. Well, that's so fun. I love our show. So nice. So nice to be an empath. <laughs> and, an, and, an, and a social alchemist and a... Um, and a conscious a, awesomeness. A, a cosmoshner. A, co- <laughs> a, a conscious Um Yeah. You know what I mean. It's good to be a yes person these days and to be tuned in. Uh, thank you, DK, for another lovely session. Ah! <laughs> Ditto, Justin. Obviously, we're speaking lots of languages here. 
Um, I look forward to getting deeper, wider, and more delicious. Aho. Aho. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.